Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags, the series that's intended to educate, motivate, and inspire you to create dynamic change in your life by challenging your regular ways of thinking and your automatic doing. The stuff that you're just doing because you're doing it and you're not really paying attention to it. This series wants to check on those, to ask you, can you be more, do more, and create more in your life? So I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for your time and attention. And if you dig in it, please rate, subscribe, share. You know all the good things. And if you're not, please do not tell anybody about it. Keep it to yourself. You can also keep up with me on Instagram, at NickPagsFit. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's go! What's up, fam? I just finished a ridiculously awesome podcast with the legend himself, Mr. Bo Whitman. Thanks for being on today, man. Um, it was a phenomenal experience talking about his situation. He was just diagnosed with stage three testicular cancer. He kind of tells us a story on the lead up to that, what he's going through as he's going through the chemo process right now, his mindset, where the shift came in, how he's utilizing, uh, just incredible empowerment that he's kind of always had, but now he gets to put it to use on a whole new level. So hearing his story is incredible, but the conversation that we have today, I like, I have goosebumps right now, man. It was just, it was such a powerful conversation. So sit back, enjoy this one. You're going to want a notebook and pen because there's just incredible nuggets in, in this discussion today. As always, thank you all so much for watching. Please share, subscribe, rate, uh, pass it on to someone that you think needs it. That's what this is all about. Big shout out to Samsung for hosting us and uh, enjoy this episode, guys. And welcome back to another episode of Let's Go with your boy Nick Pags and a very special guest today. I feel like I say very special guest every time, but I think I only have very special people on the show, so I'm excited about it. it makes me feel good. <laughs> Dude, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I, it's going to be a challenge to keep it under an hour, um, but today's guest is my good, good friend, Mr. Bo Whitman. Clap it up for Bo Whitman. What's up, guys? Woo! Bo, thanks for being on the show, man. Of course, man. I love being here. I love helping you out. I'm excited. You excited, dude? Yeah, I'm excited. This is a, this is a big day. This is a, a big day. day. Yeah. So me and Bo have been seeing a lot of each other the past few weeks. Isn't that right? Yeah, a lot. We got a crazy story for you guys. It's going to start out really depressing. I will give you that. <laughs> but the energy that this dude brings to this uh, is pretty phenomenal. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this. It's probably the deepest topic I've been able to talk about on this podcast. And I'm excited to just like dive into it. Before we get going, though, uh, I got to give so much love to where we're sitting right now. How beautiful is this studio? Oh, it's beautiful. I have, I have a, an event here tomorrow with Angelo Grinceri, a Water and Words event live in the stage behind us. If you're watching, you I don't even know if you can see it in that angle. Yeah. Um, but it's beautiful, though. It's an amazing space. So... Excuse me. The space is Samsung 837. It's their space in, in meatpacking, and it's unbelievable. Like, uh, we're sitting in these cozy-ass chairs with these amazing mics in a soundproof studio. I kind of can't believe we made it. Hey, look, my I made it. <laughs> um, but here we are. So shout-out to Samsung, and I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm reading my notes. On Insta, you can follow them at Samsung Mobile USA on Facebook at Samsung US and on Twitter at Samsung Mobile US, hashtag Team Galaxy Squad and hashtag Samsung Experience and hashtag Nick, Nick Packs Fit, always. Um, here we are in the Samsung studio, baby. So, Bo, I want to get started. Enough talking, me talking. I want to hear your story. Bo's been going through some stuff, so I'll give, I'll give just a little background on you. Right. Uh, me and Bo met uh, at a Roan event. Was yeah. that our first time meeting? Uh I think we met at the house first, actually. You're right. Randomly. We did meet yeah. at the house. Bo is a savage gymnast. You grew up doing a lot of gymnastics work. Uh, he's just a crazy physical specimen. And he was hanging out at Performance House one day when me and Angela were working out. And we were kind of shooting the shit there and found each other at different events uh, with Roan, which is always awesome. And then this happened this past couple weeks. And I'll let him kind of get into his story, but uh, but this is this is a pretty powerful experience for me watching him go through. So I can only imagine what it is for you. But I'm going to let you give a lowdown on on what's going on here with you in your life right now. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, so where do you even start? Um, 
just drop just drop the ball and say what what's really going on. Um, about about a month ago, four weeks ago, I was diagnosed with uh, stage three testicular cancer. Um, it's actually a rare form. It's called uh, non-seminomatous uh, germ cell testicular cancer. Um, it's found in guys actually common from 24 to 30 years old, um, but kind of knocked me off my feet out of out of the blue kind of. Uh, I do a lot of Olympic lifting. I've done everything in terms of competing from college, uh, track and field. I was a gymnast like we talked about earlier, and I was getting ready for a Olympic lifting meet. And I was talking to my one friend, Jan, who was uh, coaching me back from wrist surgery that I just had actually a year ago last week. And one of our decisions were to let's drop a weight class or to stay where you're going to be. And there's a chance I could qualify for nationals or go qualify for a different meet. And I was like, you know what, why not now? Why not just drop the weight and let's, let's make it challenging. I always like to go above and beyond and be like, why not do this right. kind of a thing. So I started uh, dropping weight and I usually weighed in at like 180 pounds and I started dropping to lower weight class, which was about 12 pounds. And I noticed a lump on my neck and went and got it checked out. I was going through like sinus stuff too. And they were like, oh, it's, you've had a ton of shoulder surgery. You popped your collarbone. Um, you have a sinus infection. Oh, it's probably a calcium buildup. Your lymph nodes swollen. Like, don't worry about it. Like, if it gets any bigger, you should worry about it kind of right, thing. Right, right. And I was like, oh, okay, well, knowing me, I'm just like, I'm not going to even worry about it. I'm not even going to look at it again. And then I started losing more weight. I lost the full amount of weight and then realized there was this ginormous baseball on my neck, kind of. Um, and during that time, I also was, like, feeling a little bit sick. And that was kind of a red flag to me because I usually have an ironclad stomach that never fails me. Right, no you were saying, like, stomach, yeah, no problem Yeah, ever. no problem. Uh, unless I'm in a car, then, <laughs> then it's just downhill. <laughs> I'm the same way. Um, really bad. But I told my parents, like, right after the meet, I was like, my back's in pain for some reason, too. My stomach's a mess. Let me go get it checked out. And I went with my mom to uh, the doctors, and they were like, all right, you got to go to the ER. Let's go get some scans done. Like, we have no idea what this is. Yeah. Uh, got the scans done, and then uh, the scans showed that I had masses that were in my neck and then all throughout my stomach and my abdomen. And it was like wasn't there until I was sitting on like the edge of the couch uh not the couch the bed in the ER room my mom was next to me in the chair and the guy walked in he was like this is the number one sign for like lymphoma oh and I kind of was just like well okay what's next I was like I wasn't kind of like he kind of laughed at me because he was like this isn't something like you need to like really think and I'm like no like what are we doing next am I getting a biopsy am I going here am I going there like it's 11:30 at night right now. Like, what's my next step? I, we don't know what this is. My mom's kind of standing there, like, kind of in shock still. But is there looking at me like it's another battle? Because I've already had all these surgeries in the past. And I've come back from all these other. This is adventures. your seventh surgery. Uh, so I've be? had I've had like five major reconstruction surgeries, and then I had like my knee scoped, yep. so a minor surgery, and then yep. this is like a whole different ball game and everything piece. so my mom and I are looking at it as like a whole nother battle it's like all right well we've done these things so we've come back for a minute I've come back into weightlifting doing all this stuff and training still and even helping and just doing my daily life and not having an issue from all these other surgeries why is this going to stop me kind of a thing right. so then um they didn't know even know what kind of cancer it was for the first two weeks I was going in for testing and you know went into that dark period of time where it was like it could be the worst scenario it could be like there was mm. a I remember my mom being upset because there was a good 24 48 hour period where they were like it could be uh, non Hodgkin's or some sort of really bad you know you got two years kind of to live right. but then thank god my mom got a call at 6 a.m in the morning saying it's testicular the best part about it is it's a hundred percent curable um, yep. I just have to go through uh, four rounds of chemo four cycles of chemo and then surgery after so yeah. It's a long road, but I'm excited to really go after it, I guess you can say. <laughs> it's Even not that, really... like that, this shit blows my mind every time he talks about it. And I've spent a good amount of time, if not with you, yeah. talking with you over the past two weeks. And every time, guys, like every single time I talk to him, he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm hurting, but I'm excited to like beat this. <laughs> like It's always, he's excited. And I'm like, you're sick in the head. This is crazy <laughs> to be excited about. And it's something that for me, it, it really like triggered me when I heard this story about you and the more I'm learning about how it's all going down. Yep. 
And it triggered me because the past few months of my life, if you, even if you listen to the podcasts, you hear me talk about how I want more change, something different in my life. I want more challenge. I want more adversity. And like I, I wished it upon myself and boy, did I get it in the past four months, but not, not anything like you're experiencing, of course, in terms of health. Um, but to hear someone like that resonates with me. I have a challenge and I'm excited to take it on type yeah. of thing. Because that's where I really was. I was I was in a place for me where I was like pumped about taking on adversity or a tough situation. Is that something that is that what excites you? That like you've been thrown this challenge almost? It used to be. Um I actually the first time you came to see me in the hospital was like one of my roughest days and I had one of my friends, Dennis, come in too, who's uh an also survivor from testicular cancer, and I told him and I told my my little brothers too. I was like, I'm kind of like, I'm at ground zero right now. Like mm. I've recovered from all these surgeries. I'm at like zero willpower. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yes. I'm, ex I'm kind of excited because I can put on this front to be like, it's another battle. I'm excited to push forward. Cause it's, I always like growing up, it was always like, how can I push myself harder personally? Or like just to be selfish and just, I need to do this to myself to get better. But yeah. now it's kind of like flipped a lot and, it's flipped more because of like the people around me and who've right. been helping me. Like people that have reached out to me who I don't even know that being like, this is amazing that you're doing this. Thank you for opening up. What, what are you doing today? How are you like feeling? And just being able to talk to other people or talk to people about what's going on is helping me fight more than just how I used to fight, I guess. Yeah. So I guess like my energy to like push forward and everything it's coming from like, it's coming from helping other people instead of myself now, which is right. like a complete flip um from what it used to be which is kind of more of exciting now seeing how everything's working out than before one of the things you were talking about recently was how interesting it is because so bo you're a personal or a group fitness instructor yep. mm -hmm. crossfit is your game right CrossFit, yeah for the yeah, most part yeah, for the most part uh how old are you 27 so he's 27 dealing with all this shit he was like a full-time crossfit beast either training himself for competitions or teaching classes. Spot yep. on with and that, And then right? I'm at uh, New York University. I'm an assistant track coach there for the track team. Awesome. So coaching pole vaulting as well. Yeah. So, so with all these things that he had going on, um, you kind of came into this situation, and one of the things you said to me was, what's wild is how much you've been a helper. Everything you've done is helping, helping, helping. And then for the first time, maybe ever, or that you can really remember, you're the one in need of help. Mm -hmm. What's that experience kind of been so far? Um, a wild roller coaster. <laughs> like yeah. in good, like you get to the top of this roller coaster and you're like, shit, we're about to drop. Yeah. And you're waiting for like the foot to drop. But the thing is the foot never drops. There's all these people around you that you don't expect to come forward, that you're not even asking to come forward, that are willing to help you in so many ways. Like, People coming to visit me in the hospital that I never would have expected to come see me. Um, people that will FaceTime me. Like I, I went on my Instagram one day. I was like, you know what, guys, I'm sitting in the hospital or I'm not really doing much except stuff on my computer until I figure out what I'm going to be able to do mentally, physically, with everything. FaceTime me. And the people that are face, FaceTiming me just having a conversation, being like, hey, let's go for a walk or let's go do this. Or, for instance, you, hey, let's, let's go meet up one day and do this podcast. Yeah. Let's, let's do this ways that they can help i have had people ask me all right um what are you doing a gofundme page oh, screw gofundme let's go do uh a walk and let's go talk to people instead like i want you to tell your story to other people like someone came up to me um that was a lululemon ambassador like you should get involved with this not because of everything that's going on with you but how you're attacking this and we can make this more of just about you or a story but how people can actually like overcome these different things that just rapidly hit them in life that yeah. they don't know what to do um, I just, I'm still getting it every day. I wake up and there's a new person that messages me that says, Hey, I'm a survivor or, Hey, I'm dealing with this type of cancer. You're helping me today get yeah. through this. So thank you. Like I had a, a girl that I went to high school with messaged me today and she was like, Hey, I've been following you for the longest time. And I had like a lump under my arm, but I've been too scared to do anything, but I made the appointment I'm going today. So thank awesome. you for Jeez. like giving me, and I was just like, this is amazing. Like I'm, I'm just being me, but kind of putting out this message of this vulnerable state that you need to get out of and just be like, okay, I'm hurt. Can right. you help me guys? Or don't even, you don't even have to help me. Just know that this is where I'm at. Cause I'm right. used to being this person. That's like, 
I have this front on, like I'm always energetic. I mean, always am energetic, but always like there's nothing wrong kind of. Right. But now that people know, it's like I don't want sympathy, but I want you to be on the same page of like we all can help each other out in different ways. Right. And that so, creates power is what I'm recognizing. I'm yeah. seeing this shift in it almost like your energy is is driving people towards you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a pity party thing. And I would say like I would be honest, like if if everybody was feeling so bad for Bo and just wanted to like be there to help him, that'd be a different story. It's not that. Like mm-hmm. everybody that's talking with you and getting excited about work, I'm just, I was so fired up to have you on this because for me, what you're doing is very similar to what I'm doing in that you're not a cancer survivor who can tell everybody what you did and how you did it and the mindset you had have you when you went through it. You're the dude in battle right now. Yeah. It's like I'm interviewing you on the battlefield. And that's how I envision this whole um, podcast being for me. I don't know the answers to life. I'm not like, you know, all these mega stars that are doing these podcasts because they made $10 million in a year or because they're like the biggest whatever and they have some awesome story. I'm living it and I'm talking about it as I go, which is scary because you're super vulnerable. Yep. But that's what I was excited to have you on the show for because you're in battle right now and we're in very different battles, Mm -hmm. but we're both in battle. And I love to talk with people who are going through stuff and being vulnerable as it happens. You know, there's just such, there's incredible power behind that. And you start to connect with people. Are you feeling like, because I see it from afar, I don't know if you recognize it, but are you feeling like you're connecting with people in a different way because of your choice to be more vulnerable in this? Oh, 100%. I'm connecting with, I've had people in my classes I've connected with in a different way now, being more open about them because uh, some of them would come in when I, I made a post about being vulnerable and just saying, this is how I really feel. And like, I get on Instagram like every day now and I'll tell everyone, all right, guys, today's a good day. Today's a bad day. This is what's going on. This right. is what's happening. I have to go back to the doctors today. And like, I have like people from my 5am classes reach out to me and they're like, Hey, like we know you used to be this like really energetic hard ass in the morning sometimes when you need, when we need you to be that, but we're happy to see that you're being okay and being like this because it just shows like you're human like right. not even just human but we can relate more to you now which is yeah. great and we i have a deeper connection with them now because i can like relate and also talk to them more on a friend level instead of just a trainer to member or yep. like a one-on-one situation now yeah because it, so, it breaks down a lot of walls when yeah, shit like this 100%. happens and it changes everything like my connection with like my family has changed a lot too like they've I'm one of seven, so, like, a huge mm-hmm. family, and I'm always, like, the strong one, like, never breaks down. I'm always pushing through. I never show, like, weakness in terms of crying. If I get hurt, it's, like, I suck it up and just, like, I push it off to the side or I, like, tell my mom without my brothers and sisters knowing, and, like, I had a really bad day. Uh, it was after my, like, white blood cell count, and I, mm-hmm. like, broke down emotionally crying just everything in front of my two sisters and mom, and, like, they were, like, laughing, but, like, in a good way laughing because they were, like, you're finally breaking down. It's okay. Yeah. Like you never do yeah. this. And for me, that's helped me open up to them on a more personal level, which I'm thankful for because I haven't been able to do that for so long because I've been so trained to, you know, suck it up. Suck it up. So what was that? I'm, this is kind of a deep question, but like, why? What was that thing that that made you say, I'm going to open up, even though that's not me, I've never done it, I'm going to, because you came out with this information pretty quickly when you found out. Yeah. And he, he went, you went a little dark on everybody for like It was two like weeks. a month. It was a month. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, obviously, cause you had to yeah. deal with this and then, and then it just like, you just open just up and said, bomb, yeah. yeah, like this is what's going on. What made you do that and step into vulnerability? Uh, and I asked you that because you weren't that guy. Yeah. Like I, for me, I'm like, if something like that, God forbid, were to happen to me, I'm, oh, I've always been Mr. Open. I'm going to like, of course, I'm going to go tell the world what's yeah. going on, I think. Um, but for you, like it's, it was a total 180 from your usual actions. So what was that that made you say, I'm here and this is what's going on? I mean, the whole thing was really hard for me. Like I remember when I left the meet on um, it was like a Sunday I had this meet and I was coaching and there was a it was like Wednesday night I was teaching this class and I had to call my buddy up his name's Orlando and I was like 
right in the middle of class. I was like, you need to come take over my class. I can't walk right now. My back is in so much pain. My stomach's in pain. I'm taking like a night train home. I'm going to go see the doctors. Like, and that's the last thing I said to him or like anyone, like I was gone for a month. Like I told my bosses that I was medical stuff. Like I didn't really tell them anything. And then I started getting all these text messages, Instagram as hey man what's where are you what's going on my best friend I didn't tell even my best friend in the the city or like anyone like what was going on people were like really scared like we miss you at 5 a.m classes like we want you back doing this this and this what's going on I kind of just like realized when I was going through and this is still I didn't even know what it was I was like I just knew it was cancer and like unlike my other surgeries I could walk in and be like oh it's just surgery like I'm going to be able to get through this because I'll be in a sling. I'll be back to coaching in a week for this. This is like a completely different battle. I was actually scared because I didn't know how to go about this one. Mm -hmm. This is something where I knew I'm going to have to go into the hospital a lot. I'm going to have surgery after I'm, it's something that everyone like sympathizes to you have cancer. Like, Oh my God. Like I didn't want the pity train to come through. It was kind of like, I kind of opened up to kind of show people that, even though it was like this scary thing, we don't know what what's happening, that even if you do it, it's like that first big step. Like mm. we were talking about earlier about doing something like if you have a great idea, like it's just getting over that first hurdle. For me, once I made that step and I told my sister, I was like, I'm going to tell everyone I decided I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it in a funny way. I'm going to shave my head and say, fuck you, cancer. I look better with a shaved head. Yeah. I'm going to make a joke about it so everyone knows. You do actually still, look great with a shaved you. head. You know, no I joke. might keep it. People keep telling me. <laughs> no man, no man but our flow. Um, but it was more about just, I remember when I hit the upload button, it was like everything like lifted off my shoulders and chest because wow. I was like, I could just... It wasn't just to get it out there and have people be like, oh, this is why you've been gone. Oh, I'm going to, I wasn't looking for people's responses. It was more like, here you go, everyone. This is why I've been gone for a month. I hope like you're okay with me being, I was more upset that I was gone. I couldn't tell anyone, I feel like. But then once everyone found out, everyone's been more supportive about not me just getting better, but getting me back into working, getting me back into coaching class. When are we going to see you again? When are you going to coach again? Like, when are we going to be able to do privates with you again kind of a thing? So this is uh, – it's a little off topic, but yeah. it's completely on topic is the idea of social media mm-hmm. and, like, the power of it. Because no. we talk yeah. so much shit about social yeah. media and everybody hates on it. And I'm not the biggest advocate for social media in that it's the best thing in the world and it's amazing. It can be, and it can be amazing. It also can be wildly dangerous yeah. and depressing yeah. and just abused. Um but what I would urge you to do is recognize what Bo is doing with his platform. And we all have access to these platforms. They're free. You can download them. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is. And I, I admire you for that because I think a lot of people would would abuse the situation, not your specific situation, but their situation, whatever it is, they abuse it. They use social media to abuse it. And what you're doing is you're creating community, you're creating connection, you're creating vulnerability, you're being an example for others. That's remarkable, man. That's awesome stuff. It's so cool to see. So hopefully somebody takes that and is like, yeah, I think I can do that too. Cause I think that's really important. Um, the one thing that, that I love about the whole beginning portion of this story is the what's next mindset. And it was, it was you sitting on the bed, the doctor giving you the news and without missing a beat, it was like, what's next. And at the risk of bringing in like a very depressing question, but I think it's one that is really interesting for you to answer is there, there were multiple ways you could have gone about receiving that information. Mm Mm-hmm could have just shut down and been miserable, could have cried and thrown the pity party. Anything anything negative could have come from that. And you chose immediately, almost without hesitation, what's next? Where Was that mindset there or was this something that like in that moment you didn't even let yourself get to the negative pity party stuff? Was that something that triggered in that moment? Was that there for you always? It's, it's always been there. Like yeah. so for almost like six years I've always had like a saying that I've gone by like since all my surgeries like rebuilt to inspire like every time I come back from like falling down getting hurt or something every time I do that I get stronger in some way um it's something I've always lived by and I just remember him like when he said it it was immediate like what's next like I just laughed and I was like okay what's going on and like 
I even told, I think the thing that was more crazy about everything is I remember getting home. I remember talking to my sister, um, JD, and being like, she was like, all right, how you feeling? And I was like, yeah. I was like, listen, I'm not, this isn't real to me. It's Nothing's going to be real until I'm in the hospital, shaved head, chemo in arm. That's when it's going to be real for yeah. me. And that's when it actually did hit. Like, I was joking about it, but I just remember my, like, first chemo session just, like, sitting there and then, like, being on all the meds and everything and just feeling everything that's when i was like wow Holy this crap. is this is really happening and like i joked about it for like i remember being at home for a week and a half i told it like my mom same thing like day by day like we have no idea like all right yeah we'll, we'll see what happens like i'm just joking around and being myself but it wasn't until that moment in the hospital where really everything like kicked in but yeah it was right away like just how i've always been i guess i don't ever really look at the down part until later yeah and and what's awesome about what you're doing right now sharing this is that if you're listening and you're saying to yourself you know you're throwing a pity party for whatever your shit is listen it's all perspective i'm not saying anybody's thing is harder than anybody else's health uh a relationship situation everybody feels differently about different things. Mm -hmm. So you may be, you know, you might've broke your nail and life is over right now for you. But the, the challenge is how do you step into a what's next mindset? What does that look like? And I think, I think for me, I know in my life, it's something I often live by. It's not a get over it and move on. It's a recognize it and understand that you could sit in your shit for a long time. 100%. You could, but how does that serve you or anybody around you? Yep. And certainly with when it comes to health, and there's so many studies, obviously not off the top of my head that I know, but there's so much <laughs> scientific proof that your mood mm -hmm. when you're going through illness completely affects how your body responds to the illness. Yep. So your ability to choose that what's next mindset is, is just, it's amazing. So if you're listening or watching, whatever you're doing, Challenge yourself. The next time you face something that's kicking your ass, give it the the Bose what's next mindset. See what see what can come of that because it, it really can shift everything. Have you felt like being in that what's next space has allowed you to to take this on very differently? Yeah, one hundred percent. More um, in two ways. More one way personally of things that I want to do personally going on, and then like with the community, what I want to do, kind mm -hmm. of being an ambassador for testicular cancer and like how I want to go out and like the idea that I was talking about earlier that we'll touch on, I guess, soon, the yeah. chemo cameo. I love kind it. Of stuff. Come on, tell us about uh, it. Tell us about it. Um, so I need to give the credit where it's due. It's to my sister, uh, JD. Um, so she doesn't kill me <laughs> just by taking the credit for it. But um, I remember the first day I had chemo, um, I was sitting in bed and I had a couple friends come and I had uh, my friend Dennis come. We all took a picture together and I was like, Everyone's coming. Everyone's asking when they're gonna come, like, can come visit me during chemo because they're like, chemo is a hard time. It's three and a half hours long. It's like, brutal. it's brutal. Like you're just sitting there, and they were like, we want to come. We want to talk to you. Want to like talk about stories, anything. Like get to know what's been going on. And I was like, wow, this would be really funny. So I posted it on my Instagram, like chemo cameo, like a joke. Like anyone that comes in, you're gonna be my cameo yep. or during yep. my chemo sessions. And my sister was like, this is amazing. You should make it into a real thing. So Brilliant. I immediately Brilliant. went Marketing online, genius. right? Marketing genius. Uh, got the domain rights for it. Got the Instagram handle for it. Um, doing patenting stuff right now with it, and I'm gonna start working with uh, Grace Sloan, mm -hmm. the hospital. I have a meeting with them this week to kind of talk about like how I can make this a real thing. And every time I'm telling people about it, they're like, "Oh, this is kind of like a Make the Wish Foundation. Like you're gonna have all these people come in that are famous and not famous." And I was like, "No, I want this to be like more of a." a storytelling kind of platform for everyone that's going through chemo of all type of cancers. Cause you have to, like, I remember going sitting um, last Thursday and there's people that are teenagers, young kids, people in their seventies, pe yeah. like people of all ages are getting treatment done for chemo or that are outpatient, inpatient, but they're doing it alone. Right. So like cr imagine creating a platform where you can come in FaceTime somebody or talk to somebody during this and not be alone and just tell your story about what's going on or even just like, all right, today's hard. Like, just talk about your day. It's like another way for us to all connect instead of just being like quiet about what's going on. And I mean, you could tie it into having famous people come in if you really want to, but right, it's right, really right. not about that at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to start making it, I think, in two weeks or 
two, two, three weeks is like my next five days of chemo, mm. or it's going to be rough, or two weeks from now, um, kind of losing track of time. But I'm going to uh, start it then. I'm going to have people come in. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to start posting it, and then I'm going to start going to people that are also having uh, chemo done, trying to make it this bigger thing of just reaching out to people, which I think will be great. So You just finished your first cycle of chemo? So I finished my first cycle this Thursday. So a cycle is 21 days long. The first week I go in five days straight. And then the next two weeks I go in one day a week. And then I have a week off. Thank God they they want to be nice to me. (laughs) And then I have, uh, after I finish this Thursday, I have uh, three more cycles. It's honestly, it sounds really bad, but I went up there and the nurse's station, man. (laughs) Like, okay, so I walk up, no joke, I walk up, and he's sitting there, arm, like, (laughs) he's got his arm on the desk, like, kind of leaning in, like, looking at all these, and I'm like, what is he doing? And I walk over, no joke, 15 women that were just, like, beautiful nurses all sitting there, and you're just like, ah, yeah, like, with this swaggy kind of (laughs) attitude, I'm like... Dude, you're enjoying chemo right now. Are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, this dude, was it's before not as bad chemo. as chemo. <laughs> this is before chemo. That was, that was the first yeah. day. You're that right. was the first day. Um, wow, that was great. Yeah, I remember <laughs> walking in on that. That was so funny. Um, all right, so I posted something recently. I think, was that yesterday? It was yesterday. It was like yesterday, yeah. Jeez, these days. <laughs> they, so I can't believe it was yesterday. So I talked about life and how we see things that are supposed to be a certain way and when they're not, we feel like shit because mm-hmm. it's not um, it's not our plan. And, you know, I kind of want to get into that topic because what happened to you is something that you can look at as just that. This is what yeah. happened to me. But you're kind of going at it. I don't know if you're fully there yet or if you'll be there. I can't speak for you. That's why I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. But there can be a shift in like this happened for you in a way. What are you feeling about this whole situation in terms of that mindset of like, this was clearly not in your plan book of what your next few Mm. years were going to look like, but it happened and you're taking it on day by day. How are you feeling about that? Are you, are you feeling like, I I don't even want to say it like it's a blessing in some way, but Where's your head at with all this? Well, the funny thing is that actually all comes back to you. To me? To you. Really funny. Yeah. Let's hear this. Oh, God. I'm nervous. You're going to remember. So about, what was it? Last February or March, I messaged you randomly. And I was like, I need to have a sit down with you. I need to have like a chat. And I remember just being like, this is everything I do in life. Like I'm at four different gyms. I'm coaching at a college. I work for like CrossFit HQ doing all these different sanctioned events as a head staff member. I'm doing independent artwork. I'm like personal training. And you were just like, what the hell are you doing? Like pick one thing kind of a thing. And you kind of gave me like, these are the things you need to do. And I was sitting there like having this talk with you being like, I want to be, I don't know what I want to be. I'm all over the place. I kind of need to be like, I need something to snap me back into reality kind of because I just love doing everything. I don't mm-hmm. like being at one place. Yeah, you're a jack um, of all trades in a way. And uh, I remember doing that. I remember like the following months, I was like, all right, I'm going to start leaving. I left some gyms. I focused on being at two places more. I changed. I stopped doing art. I went to focus more on the things that were going to get me farther in life kind of and right. things that I had to let go of were things that I was just like playing around with in a way. And then this thing kind of came out of the blue and knocked me off and it's kind of completely reset me because for the past four weeks I'm like well I'm not coaching now I'm not doing personal training now yep. I'm sitting yep. writing I'm, I'm not supposed to do anything this first cycle because I'm supposed to figure out what are my good days what are my bad days like what I can and can't do and it's really resetting me to figure out it's I don't want to say it's a blessing because cancer is not a blessing let's of course, be honest of but course. like the whole everything happens for a reason kind of thing in the universe. I kind of now believe in because I was looking, wasn't looking for, like you were looking for something like you've been talking about and some you got type it, of some yep. sort of thing. And I kind of got this now and I'm still, I started, I took that big step with the chemo cameo and like other stuff that I'm doing. And there's all these other plans I've like taken this big step on. And I feel like I'm getting in this brand new direction, which is great. Um, but I, 
I'm not there yet. I don't think I'm there yet, but I yeah. feel like this definitely was a eye opener in terms of life of like what I need to do. Like it's putting me on the right path. Cause like the one thing my mom always says is like day by day, take yeah. it day by day. And yeah. that's one thing I always do. I hit, you know, daily goals in the morning. I always write down three things I'm going to do for the day and then for the week and like day by day, what's next, what's next. Love it. So, yeah, because the, it's so interesting and it's hard. It's not, I'll be vulnerable about it. Like it's hard to have this discussion with you because holy shit, like what you're going through is crazy. But what I was saying on my, on my story the other day was that, you know, we have these visions of what life should look like. We say by this age, I want to have this, I want to be in this relationship and I want to have a business and I want to be making this much and I want kids or whatever. We have this vision that we create and then we put our head down and we hustle towards it. And the most driven people are the ones who are just like obsessed with that goal or that vision and they do everything they can to go get it. And then there's the people who are kind of just like lazy and letting things happen in life. But all we do is we focus on what we can see as the end goal or what we can see as what our life should be and how we're creating that for ourselves. And the crazy part is when we're so focused, this is my opinion, um, when we're so focused on what that end goal is that that we put our head down and we don't pay attention to the rest of the world and what's going on, we're actually creating resistance to what the universe is offering us. Yep. And I've, I've done a podca- podcast on universal resistance versus YO universal resistance, the resistance that you create versus what the universe gives you. And, um, and it kind of is al- in alignment with that. Whereas like things come up, I know for me recently, there have been things that I couldn't imagine certain parts of my life being the way that they are because I it, like I just couldn't see I could never envision certain areas looking like that. There's so much there's pieces in our lives of what we know that we know. There's pieces in our lives we know that we don't know. And then the rest is we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Like which is 99.96% of the information in the world. The rest that little like chunk of it is the stuff we know that we know and we know that we don't. And when you're open to surrendering or being vulnerable or trusting that the universe has a kick-ass plan for you, you take things on a little differently. And I'm not saying like everything that happens is like, yay, I got cancer. Like <laughs> that's not, it's hard to go into life with that <laughs> mindset, which is why this, this yeah. conversation is hard. But what you can do is choose to take on whatever it is the universe put in front of you and say, all right, this has been given to me. And usually in the sucky moments, they are the, the rock bottom foundation for a kick-ass building that you're creating. Mm-hmm. And when I look at your situation and I watched you sit on the bed last Monday or Tuesday, whatever that was, and uh, heard you just say, like, dude, I'm, I'm down, like I'm hurting. Um, that rock solid foundation is like it doesn't get any lower type of yeah. thing. And now you are able to build this fortress of whatever it is that you want to create. This the the uh, chemo cameo, the whatever you want to do with your events that he does like huge CrossFit events in uh, on the East Coast. Whatever it is that you're building and creating is going to come from this wild bout of adversity that you you've had. So I, there's a level of trust in the universe that if we sink our teeth into that, I believe that more than you could ever like abundance beyond measure that you can never see for yourself is there waiting. But you got to stop thinking you're smarter than the universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how many people do that? This is the way it's supposed to be. And then you spend all your days fighting with like all the shit that's coming up, you know? Yeah. So it's been a really interesting thought. Um, and you inspired a lot of that talk yesterday that I did over Instagram. Cause I was just like, this is, this is how I think. And Bo's situation is testing yeah. that way. Oh, even was messaging when you're doing. I'm like, this is exactly what we're talking yeah, about. This I was is like, it, call dude. me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Because it, like, there is, there is a way to go into this and just be like, why me? Why this? Why this happened to me? But this situation, dude, you're, you're firing up your life in a lot of ways right now. You're, you're creating this new Instagram account with, by the way, with zero energy, the dude's doing this. Like he's in, in mid chemo and you're still making all this happen. Imagine when you bounce back and when this is all done with and the energy that you once had is like kicked back into play. 
What's that going to look like? I don't it's going to be crazy. Kind of, kind of scared, but at the same time excited. Dude, you're going to be a yeah. fireball. You already were, but like next level. I mean, yeah, this whole thing, I mean, it's kind of like what I, I woke up this morning and I was like thinking about like today, like our podcast and everything. And mm-hmm. I woke up and today I'm not, today was, today's a good day for me. Like yeah. have energy, body's not hurting as much today. Uh, the only thing was like, I felt foggy today. Like I was going to, I sat down on my computer, I started doing work and like, emails and finishing up an article and i got like 10 minutes into work and i was closed my computer lit. i was like it's not there today yeah, like not it's happening. not there and then i was like what's the how am i gonna do this i was like all right well i'm gonna go over notes i'm gonna say all right i'm meeting with my friend for coffee i'm doing this podcast which i'm excited for and then um i was like i'm gonna finish my little one thing i'm gonna do that i'm gonna finish the chemo cameo logo and put that there and i was thinking like all right I just took a really bad day, like not bad day, but a bad day for me. And I'm yep. going to do one thing like yep. that's like that whole kind of switch, because I know if I finish this logo, it's one step closer to like helping like these everyone. If it's going to help everyone, it could tank for all we know. But yeah, if it yeah. doesn't like it, it's going to help a lot of people. And that's what like pushed me. So today, like my post, I was like, all right, um, I did a post of me sitting in a chair, just looking be like, hey, hello, Monday, I'm coming for you. Like yeah, a simple savage. kind of post. And like my little brother is like, man, you're just like Morpheus in the Matrix. I'm like <laughs> kind of red pill, blue pill kind of thing scenario. But it's like it's kind of like every day, though. Think about that. Like what we were talking about. Like, OK, yeah. say something happens tomorrow for somebody and it's something bad. All right. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to look at the negatives or are you just going to be like, Okay, what's next? Like, you're yep. just going to push by. And I think that's what people need to start doing. And not just because it's like, okay, but if I push past it and be like, there's all these negatives. I'm not saying don't look at the negatives, but yeah. I'm saying you need to have that urgency to say, okay, I'm going to push by it. Because once you start thinking of, you know, the negatives, you're screwed. It's almost like when we're working out. If you're in the middle of a workout and you stop, if you stop more than 10 seconds, it just kills your whole workout because mm-hmm. you lose your breathing. You lose your drive that you have, yep. and then you're just you're you're done. You can't get back into that rhythm. Yeah. So it's kind of like that mindset I want to kind of get out towards people to like. Besides that, one day at a time. It's like, what's next? Be that positive energy to say, okay, screw it, throw it under the rug. Let's keep on going. And then once you start moving forward, you can look back at it. Yeah. So. Sometimes and sometimes it really does take some shitty situations for you to get back to the foundation and the basics of your your. Um, What's the word? Your values, Mm -hmm. I guess. So like how, what is my foundational values as a person? How do I act? What do I believe in moments of struggle? Like when you hit a wall hard, which like doesn't get much harder than what you're hitting right now. You have to, you have no choice. You have to figure out a way to get through it. Right? Like you're in a space where you, you can't just drop. Like you have to, you have to figure out a productive way to get through it. And for a lot of us, we're not going through cancer and we're not facing the just ridiculous circumstances. We're just facing like, I lost my job or my girlfriend broke up with me or uh, I feel unmotivated and demotivated, unmotivated, unmotivated, demotivated, Mm. whatever. Yeah. Either or unmotivated, not an English major. So when you're facing those things and they're not like this crazy high scale, the same challenges come up. Like, how do I go about this? And what I'm really loving about watching this journey is watching you commit to the day by day. And and I ask, I ask you often, I text you, how you doing today? How you doing today? And my purpose of that is very intentional because you told me 12 hours ago when we talked at 8 PM that you're struggling it's a new day, new moment, new opportunity. So I, my mission is to give you the space to say, I'm feeling great right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, I think that there's a lot of people who, because Saturday night was terrible, then that means Sunday morning's terrible. And if Sunday morning's terrible, Sunday, the whole day is going to be terrible. And if Sunday was bad, the whole week's going to be yep. bad. And then you build this tornado of bullshit. Whereas if you take each moment and say, okay, I've been struggling today and I'm going to write this list and I'm going to get one, one thing done. Like, I love that, man. That's so fire. Just how many of us need that? We write these crazy lists and we don't get it all done. So then we feel like crap and we feel depressed because we didn't get done what we said we were going to get done. So start small. Start small. can be the simplest things. Yep. Like today I'm going to walk, I'm going to do my mile or I'm going to go do all this stuff with my mom. I'm going to 
see one person this week. My list ranges from the simplest things today. I'm going to get up and go to the store today. I don't need to go to the store, but that gets me up to walk. Yeah. Like yesterday, my brother went to visit, uh, came to visit me, and my mom, my mom was like, "What are we gonna do?" I was like, "Let's go to GameStop. Let's go to Best Buy. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's just walk." And she was like, "Do you need anything from the stores?" I'm like, "No, but why not? Like, let's yeah. go walk." And like that was my goal to get up and walk because like my like ev- all my joints were killing me yesterday. I don't know why I woke up just it's not great, but I knew if I walked, I would feel better. So did, not, did you, not feel better. But. You essentially created a task for yourself yeah. to complete, a mission, yeah. right? And how many times do we have a, a crappy feeling or we're feeling negative and what we do is we sit and mope yeah. or we actually do the opposite. We take things off our list mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I have too much to do. I don't feel like doing them. I don't feel good, whatever. What if you were to take one, create a mission, create a goal Something that's achievable that you can find a, a kind of an end goal to, and you go do it. And then it's like, all right, I sparked something. Yesterday, the perfect example for me, I slept until noon because my body was dead from a long ass <laughs> week. So I was so happy I slept until noon. And I sat up and I started doing some work. And uh, then I went to the, a soccer game at night, right? Red Bulls game. They won 2 0. Let's go, Red, go Bulls. Red Bulls. New York is red. Um, and I remember at like, I said, I'm working out today. I need to, my body was just, I, I just needed a workout and I had to leave by four o'clock for this game. And dude, at like three 45, I'm sitting there on my couch doing this work. And I was so pissed. Cause I took like three phone calls from my boy who was like, we were talking about work stuff. And I was just so mad that I didn't get the workout in and I could have just like gone on with my day and I know what I would have done was sulk and, and yeah. like eaten crappy food at the game because I was mad that I didn't work out and what whatever and been like in my own crap. But what I did was I whipped out a mat and two towels and I just did like 10 sets of mountain climbers and then a bunch of ab work for go. seven minutes. And I was like sweating a little bit. Was it an effective workout? I mean, it was seven minutes, whatever. It was good. And I was burning a little bit. I did something yep. like I set a goal. I said like, right, let's just get five minutes in yep. just to say I did something just to say like I went to the store and then went home. Like that's enough. And for you, that, that decision to go to Best Buy, go to GameStop and just get up. That's a goal you set for yourself. So the question is for the listeners, guys, are you, are you setting goals for yourself? They don't have to be these ridiculous like oh i want to make a million dollars this year like come on man yeah that's an awesome vision to have for yourself but what are you doing today right now this moment literally as you're listening is your mission to i'm going to listen to this whole podcast is your mission to i'm going to like take take uh five minutes to meditate today what is your mission in this moment lock it in small so that the bigger things can be created right it's huge um, huge, I just went on a hard rant. You did. Sorry. I loved it though. It's good. <laughs> You're right there. I'm good. Heart, sweating a little bit. <laughs> um, so my next question for you, number one person so far, I, not like a comparison of like people, but who's been your, your rock through this whole thing? Uh, my mother, probably my mother. It's been my rock. Not shocked. Mom, I met your mom. mom. She's a doll. She's amazing. Yeah. She's my pillar. That's awesome. Yeah. And your sister's been... Yeah, um, all my sisters have been amazing. Uh, my sister uh, lives in the city with me. Her name's um, Michaela. We all have nicknames. Her name's MK. But um, I lived on the Upper East Side, and she was, I was lucky enough for her to be like, come move in with me during all this stuff right. that's happening because you need to be with somebody during all these treatments, everything going on, just in case, of God forbid, something goes wrong. Or when like that day I had a really bad day and I needed somebody to be there for me. Um, so I moved in with her and then my other sister, who's like my best friend in the world, her name's JD, um, bird is her nickname for me. Um, so, uh, they've just been every day there for me talking, helping me get through it. And they know me so well when they know I'm lying and I'll be like, yeah. I'm doing fine. They're like, oh, I'm <laughs> like, all right, fine. Yeah, this hurts. Okay. What do you want to do about it? Like, right. I'll be honest with you, but. Um, they helped me get up. They helped me push. They've been helping me with everything, especially with like the chemo cameo kind of thing. My sister's always like a huge fan with it now. So yeah, it's been good. They've been helping a lot. So 
and let's not forget Levine Bakery. They've been. I they've literally, been, <laughs> I was <laughs> no joke about to say, what about Levine? They're they're the real MVP. Levine cookies. If you had not I had Levine cookies, oh my oh, god! So I show up to Bo to Bo's hospital room, and he's like, "Dude, come with me." And I think he's gonna show me like I don't know some weird shit. I I, I don't know what we're gonna find in a hospital, and he like scurries his way into the kitchen and opens and opens the fridge and pulls out a box it's a box like a sack of these cookies now one cookie is like a large biscuit and weighs yeah. a pound basically it's, yeah it's huge he had like 25 yeah and um, you never had them before too. i never had them i've heard all about them the girl who brought them to you what's her name alex Alex wrote to me on Instagram. <laughs> and she was like, "You're welcome for the yeah, cookies." Right. It was so great because I was posting the crap out of them. We did so we did taste tests. I think we had like three each. It was checking like how good were they in the microwave versus out of the microwave. It was so yeah. fun. The highlight of the whole entire thing was though, you came and you're like, "All right, man, we're gonna do an Instagram story and yep. we're gonna go live and we're gonna, I want you to tell everyone your story." So we start this video of Instagram Live and we get two minutes into it and then you finally go. Oh, by the way, everyone, this is my friend, Bo. <laughs> Bo, why don't you tell us about yourself like, and Nick, why we're really up. here. Yeah, like, it's been legit three minutes and we're talking about cookies and you forgot why we're doing Guys, this live video. I started the live video on Instagram and all I did was talk about cookies while the cancer patient is standing next to me and like we're supposed to be talking about you and like inspiring and motivating. I'm like, guys, you need to go eat these cookies. It was so funny. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm embarrassed. Well, listen, this is a great promotion for Lemayne cookies. Yeah, great promotion, and that. they deserve it because their cookies are so good. You got to heat them up in the microwave, though. Although all the chocolate and peanut butter ones, those are the ones you have to heat up. Yeah. What was the one with the, the chocolate walnut? The no, the one with the cranberries in it. There's no one cranberries. The no, raisins, no, the, the raisins, raisin, in raisin it? walnut. It's walnut. Raisin, oh, yeah, walnut. Yeah, raisin walnut. That one chocolate I don't like as walnut. much. I don't like that one as yeah. much with heated up. All the other ones need yeah. to be heated up. I'll get back on track. I had one last <laughs> night, by the way. I'm not kidding. I've been I brought I've been, you a bag. Yeah, I've been cutting. He, he brought me a bag the other day as like a little love love gift, and uh, I've been like doing half a night and just like taking it really slow because I don't want them to. Oh my god, they make me sweat. They're so good. Um, so I the next thing I want to ask is, do you have so hopefully we'll have a large audience listening to this. I believe that this is going to be a super powerful episode. It has been for me so far. And do you have an ask of the audience? Do you request something because I know you're stepping into this like kind of vulnerable state right now where you're open to kind of telling what's really going on and I guess, do you have any asks of the audience who are listening, uh, follow, prayers? Like, do, do you ask of, for anything from, from the listeners today? It's a tough question. You could say no. It is, no, 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 it is tough. It's actually, it's something that's been on my mind actually the past couple of days because, like, I've gotten to a point where I don't know how to respond to some of the questions people have been asking me. Some, a lot of people will come up and be like, hey, how can we help you? Yep. And honestly, I'm so used to being like, no, 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 no. How can yeah, I help? I mean, How yeah. can I help you? Yep. Like that's who I am. I always like helping people. And when I'm done helping people, I look back at what how, what I can help myself with, kind of a thing. Like that's why I love doing all these different jobs. Um, and it's gone from everyone being like, okay, do you have a GoFundMe account? And like, yes, I finally set one up because of everything going on. And people have been gracious enough to donate to that. Or people have been like, when can we start training with you again? Mm -hmm. Like. When can you start? When can we come take your class again? Um, I am going to be starting to coach soon. Don't worry, it's coming back. It's coming uh, back. It's coming back. Um, I am looking to start doing personal training soon, which is great because that's what I'm going to be allowed to do more than coaching, just because of right. the type of cancer I have in germ cell and needing to be in a clean space and everything with people. Um, but the ass part, I mean, I can't. There's not really a thing that's hit it yet. Like. That's why I'm always, it's always that same thing. What can I do for you guys? Right. Like I always have people, I've had, I had a girl yesterday message me, Hey, I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to be rude. I know you're going through a tough time, but 
you kind of stopped midway through talking about your handstand push-up <laughs> seminar thing on Instagram, and I really want to know what part three is. I'm not kidding. And I was that like, I was like, well, this is great. That gives me something to do. I was like, I had the video on my phone. I was like, I posted, I sent it to her, and I was like, here it is. Like, if you have any questions, let me know. I'd love to still do That's it. That's awesome. Um, I think it's just, I think the ask is to. If you want to reach out to me, reach out to me. Talk to me if you want to check in. I'm always here to talk because I have all the time now. But if, if it's also like stuff about coaching, gymnastics, running stuff, or track field, like anything in terms of that kind of thing, feel free to reach out too. Because like my biggest joy is still coaching. Like right. last right. Tuesday, I was able to last well, this past Saturday, I went to visit my gym and I got to coach two people in a foundations class and it was the best hour of my life. I was like, even though I was feeling like crap the whole time, I was like, this is really what I miss doing. Like I haven't coached in two months, but I'm so happy I'm here. Yeah. It gives you like a new appreciation. It's it's almost like a, you, you sense the experience of it being taken away. Yeah. And then now every time you get to step back onto the floor and work with people, it, it's a humbling experience. Yep, it's it like, is. it's pretty probably crazy how, you know, I, I don't think either of us are the type of guys that take what we do for granted. I think we're both pretty in love with our jobs and what we do, but you're in a situation I would imagine where it's like every second is a special second now with people, it you is. know, um, that's amazing, man. Uh, you also have a GoFundMe page. I'm going to force yeah. you to tell people what that is. Go ahead. Can... What do we got? Um, Actually, it's GoFundMe Bow vs. Cancer. B-E-A-U. B-E-A-U, yeah. Vs. Cancer. Yeah, so I'll send you the stuff on that. We can post it. Yeah, that'll all be posted online so you guys can check that out uh, and support Bow as best you can in that way. We can follow you on Instagram at BowVault. Yep, at BowVault. And uh, soon to come, your Instagram. Yeah, soon to come, yeah. It's up now. I'll be be making a post probably sometime next week about it. And it's at It's at Chemo Cameo. Chemo Cameo. I got to stop. (laughs) i'll get it i'll have it locked in um so so i i always end the show with a let's go moment and what that means is if you could give the listener right now who may be struggling with maybe a health issue or something where they need to be motivated or inspired i think you've done a pretty damn good job of doing that already today but if you could give them a moment that just makes them feel like, let's go, I'm ready to take on the world when they hang up this podcast, what words of wisdom or advice or insight could you leave someone with right now? I love putting people on the spot in this part. Um, I mean, we have this whole thing we've been talking about being vulnerable, and I think that's what people need to be like. With somebody you haven't been with, or maybe it's your closest friend. Um, yeah. Like, for me, one of my... Uh, closest friends in the city his name's Holden and I told him about when I he was like one of the first people I told about anything like mm-hmm. even before some of my family members because we talk all every single day I was like we're college buddies I was like this is everything that's going on I told him like first I was like I'm terrified I was like I'm terrified of everything going on and right when I told him that he was like him just coming back being like it's okay I'm here like what do you I I don't know what I'm gonna do but this is what I can do for you and like right. He was like, he dropped everything. He's like, I can come see you, like come back home for the weekend. I was like, I have so many people here at this house. I just need you to be, I need you to know. And just telling him that and spending like five minutes on the phone with him turned my whole entire perspective around in terms of being this down person to being, okay, now I'm okay. Because I was able to tell somebody that one little thing. And now I was like, what can I do next? Now I can be this rock pillar in front of everyone in my family. Now I can be strong and now I can like go at it as this whole entire thing. Let's go one day at a time. Um, so I guess the best thing I'm going to tell everyone right now is if you have that one person, it doesn't even have to be anyone. It could be your mom. It could be your best friend. It could be the smallest thing that's going on. Let's say like you just got dumped yep. telling you like your best friend, I just got dumped. I'm a mess right now. You know what? Instead of being a mess, let's, instead of saying, let's go drink, let's go do something. Let's, let's do something. Let's make something out of it. Kind of a thing. Taking that first step and admitting that you're hurt is that big step that everyone's always scared of taking. Yeah. It takes them so long. But once you take it and get it over with, that's what opens up the door to like this whole let's go, let's let's go forward. Yeah, so. yeah, because you, you finally get an opportunity to release the weight that you're holding yep. of this is what happened, this is why I'm in such a bad place, this is what I'm struggling with. The second you say, I'm, I'm struggling. Yep. Like I, I need, it's not even like I need help. It's even just saying like, this is what I'm going through. 
like you said, when I said, what's your ask for the team, for the Lesko fam? Like, what's your ask? You're like, I don't even know, but I just, I want people to know what's going on. And that, to me, what a powerful statement you can make by just telling someone. So there, there have been many uh, family friends of mine or family um, or friends of friends who struggled with depression, suicidal thoughts, um, physical ailments or situations. And it's just like the second that they open up, it changes everything, man. Yep. So um, that's awesome. That's a good word of wisdom, man. So I appreciate you, brother. I want to give uh, a big yeah, shout man. out to Samsung. I'm going to make sure I don't mess this up again. <laughs> We're in the Samsung 837 space in meatpacking in New York City. Phenomenal space. So blessed yes. to be in this podcast space. So cheers to you guys. You can follow Samsung on Instagram at Samsung Mobile USA, on Facebook at Samsung US, and on Twitter at Samsung Mobile US, hashtag Team Galaxy Squad, hashtag Samsung Experience. And, uh, you guys know you go always follow me at Nick Pegs Fit, but I appreciate you for being on the show today, course, brother. Man. That was Thanks, awesome. Um, wishing you the best of luck in your health. Thanks, man. And uh, guys, please reach out to this this man. He has some awesome wisdom, and again, he's going through this right now. So to have someone reach out and just be in support, ask questions, give him you know maybe advice if you've been through a similar thing. You, I'm sure yeah. you would appreciate all I that. I try to give back to everyone I can. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's answering a lot, so bear with him. But, uh, Bo, love you, brother. Thanks for being on. We'll see you all next time on the next episode. Peace. Yo, fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Packs Fit fam, so make sure you hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you all on the next episode.